Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. It is a significant event. Jesus was buried, yet we say little about it. We speak of his trials, his crucifixion, his resurrection, but say little of his burial. Today on Drawing Near, Luke shares some details about the burial of the Lord Jesus. Let's take our Bibles and turn to Luke chapter 23 and study, Jesus is Buried. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. Father, as we come before you today, we are thankful for Jesus Christ, your Son, your sacrifice. He is the sacrificial lamb, and yet he is the great high priest, the great high priest who sacrifices himself for his people. Father, what an amazing thing. Father, help us to understand these truths. Help us to consider the relevance of Jesus' burial. They're simple, but important. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. As we finish Luke chapter 23, we begin with verse 50. Now behold, there was a man named Joseph, a council member, a good and just man. He had not consented to their decision indeed. He was from Arimathea, a city of the Jews, who himself was also waiting for the kingdom of God. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then he took it down, wrapped it in linen, and laid it in a tomb that was hewn out of the rock where no one had ever lain before. That day was the preparation, and the Sabbath drew near. Jesus has died on the cross. He breathed his last, saying, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. We're told after his death that Joseph of Arimathea requested that he be entrusted with the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're told some things about Joseph. One, he was from Arimathea, a Jewish city, but he was a council member and a good and just man. Being a council member, he was a highly influential individual. That allowed him to go to Pilate and request the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yet we're told being on the council, the one that had dealt with Jesus, he had not consented to their decision indeed. And we wonder how many people had not consented to their decision indeed. We often get the idea that everybody who is in the Sanhedrin court or everybody who was before Pilate, that all of them were against Jesus. But that's just not the case. We're told in the book of Acts that there were 120 in the upper room. And no doubt there were others who were confused about what had happened to Jesus, although they had believed Jesus was who he claimed to be. And so Joseph had not consented to their decision or their deed. We're told further on in verse 53 that he himself was also waiting for the kingdom of God. So his heart was in the right place. His mind was in the right place. He was looking forward to the kingdom of God, and he understood that Jesus was not this criminal. So in verse 52, this man went to Pilate, asked for the body of Jesus. He took it down, wrapped it in linen, and laid it in a tomb. He prepared it for burial as best he could. There were things that could not be done because this was the preparation day. People were preparing for the Sabbath. And what that means is there were so many laws regarding the Sabbath that you needed to prepare the day before for food and for other things 
so that you did not break any of those laws by cooking or heating a pot or starting a fire. All of those things were violations. And so this was a preparation day as the Sabbath drew near. The tomb that Jesus was laid in had been hewn out of a rock. If we went to Isaiah 53, we're told that Jesus was buried with the rich. That was a prophetic utterance saying that he would be buried in a rich man's tomb. But he was also buried with the guilty. He bore our sin and guilt and carried it to the grave. Not only did Jesus need to die, but Jesus needed to be buried. He needed to be buried just like we are buried. He needed to go to the grave because the grave is part of the curse that we receive due to Adam's sin and our sin. We are buried, and yet we are not left there. The grave has no power over our physical bodies. Even if something should happen to our spirit, if our bodies remain in the grave, that is still part of the curse. And so God broke the curse completely with the Lord Jesus Christ. And so sin and death are conquered through Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. But through his glorious resurrection, even the grave has no power over us. We are going to resurrect from the dead. We're going to come out of our graves or wherever we are when Jesus Christ returns. We're going to be made into something new, transformed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. And we are going to receive a body like our Lord Jesus Christ, an eternal body, one that cannot be corrupted. And all of this was made possible by Jesus' death and his burial and then his resurrection from the grave. And I know it sounds silly. I know it sounds simple. But without a burial, there is no resurrection. And without a resurrection, there is no eternal life. We need to get that. And so Jesus' burial is just as important as his death and his resurrection. They are a package, a package that needed to take place. And so in verse 55, and the women who had come with him from Galilee, remember Jesus had traveled down from Galilee to Judea to Jerusalem to observe the Passover. These ladies who had come with him all the way from Galilee followed after Joseph in this burial procession. And they observed the tomb. They saw the tomb. They saw where it was and how his body was laid. So they went for the purpose of coming back. That's the idea here. Verse 56, then they returned and prepared spices and fragrant oils, and they rested on the Sabbath according to the commandment. They used their time on this day of preparation to prepare a proper burial for the Lord Jesus. After the Sabbath day, they were going to return, as we're going to see, and they were going to prepare the body for his burial with these spices and these fragrant oils. There were people who were faithful to the Lord Jesus all the way to the end. Yes, the sheep were scattered. Yes, they hung back in the distance. No doubt they were terrified or afraid. Peter had denied Jesus. That doesn't mean that Peter had denied Jesus in his own heart. He was afraid. We can't begin to comprehend all of this horrible tragedy that took place. Jesus suffered, but the people who loved him and the people who had followed him suffered as well. There was going to be a time of reconciliation and reparations, but they didn't know this. They didn't understand what was going to take place. They didn't know that in three days a resurrection was going to take place. One final thought. In his teaching ministry, Jesus said a lot about rich people, 
And yet, here we have a wealthy, influential individual who is a faithful follower of Jesus, who is looking for the kingdom. He was a good and just man. We often hear many things about women in ministry or women in serving the Lord, and how in the Bible days women were treated like chattel. And yet, in Jesus' ministry, we see none of that. The women are revered in the scripture, especially in this kind of an account, in the account of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. The men seem to disappear, and the women, partly because of their duties and preparing bodies and, and those things, the women are the ones who are near the tomb. The women are the ones who are the first to recognize that the body of the Lord Jesus is gone. They tell the disciples that the body has been removed or that the body isn't there anymore. The women are prominent throughout Jesus's ministry and praise the Lord, they continue to be prominent in the church today. And we need to know that and we need to be grateful. As I grew up in church, it was very apparent if the women hadn't been Sunday school teachers and VBS workers and choir members and musicians in the church and done so many of the things that they did, there wouldn't have been much of a church at all. Because when I was growing up, there were very few men in the church, not just our church. Very few men thought it even masculine or manly to go to church at all. Now, praise the Lord, that has changed. It needed to change. And I pray that we continue to see that proper balance in churches. But back in Jesus's day, the women were especially sensitive, whether they were preparing his body for burial by anointing him with oil or whether they were getting ready to prepare his body for his extended stay in the tomb, which they didn't understand was unnecessary. The women were there. They were ministers to the Lord Jesus, and they were ministers of the Lord Jesus. And we need to be thankful for that. Thankful for the rich. Thankful for Joseph. Thank you for a council member who is faithful. We're also told that Nicodemus was a part of all of this in another gospel, and he was a teacher of the law. And we need to be thankful that God had those people in unique places ready to serve when it was time. He still does. He still does. Praise the Lord. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for this passage. Thank you for the truths of your word, Father, that sink into our hearts and minds and enable us to understand and follow you more faithfully. Guide us as we prepare, Father, for this day. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, he will draw near to us.